politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots, to the one and only CR Podcast. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here for Friday. We always love Fridays, May 7th, your only source of truly independent conservative news and views, a conservative vision that actually speaks to where we are today, but is rooted and grounded in age-old, true-tested principles. And that's really what we need. That's what you're looking for, someone to give the truth to you straight up, not apologizing for everyone, not some sort of a shill for the GOP, which has betrayed us time and again. But yet everyone else seems to be, as much as they say they're conservative or constitutionalist or even based or this and that, they spent their entire career making excuses for the GOP, defining themselves down, thinking that if we're a more watered-down version, meaning accepting the radical views of the left, albeit only to an extent, and fighting like cats and dogs over that little difference, somehow that will make us more winnable to the electorate. My entire life, that is all we've been doing, and where has it gotten us? You know, I think back to 1994, which is what inspired me to go into this field when the Republicans took back Congress for the first time in 40 years. And I look at the last 27 years at how we have failed on everything. And I mean, you know, I would I would give anything to go back to the fiscal, social, demographic, national security um, situation in America of 27 years ago. How could anyone look at that and go along with that Overton window and think this is acceptable? You know, I'm viewed as like a pariah, as an extremist, a purist in the movement today, the phony conservative movement. But I challenge you to find one thing I say that would have been viewed as extreme by even a liberal Republican in 1994, 1995, even 2005. Oh, we shouldn't have to wear a mask on our face after all the data shows it's voodoo? Criminals should be locked up? I mean, really? The tranny stuff? Are you kidding me? I would be viewed as a, as a moderate if you would... Go back in time. We've lost everything because we define ourselves down. We've allowed social media to give us this obsession of the daily focus from the left. And we're supposedly fighting it, but at the same time, we're accepting it. It wears us down. And I want to talk about other stuff today, and we'll get to it. But it's like, these again, these two news stories. The obsessive focus on replacing Liz Cheney with Elise Stefanik and the Bruce Jenner stuff perfectly defines the GOP. And really the problem is for the last number of decades, we've been operating in their universe and trying to cope with their universe. And that's really tainted ourselves. It is time we purify ourselves and what we stand for before we can convert others. We need to separate And God, I think, is forcing us to do that because it's making it untenable to work with these people socially, economically, which is why I need you guys to support our sponsors 
and separate yourselves. You know, typically, it's very hard to boycott the left because which one are you going to pick? They have a monopoly. Target, Walmart, they're all the same. So for a while, we had this with the big mobile carriers, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, they're all cut from the same cloth. But now that Patriot Mobile has expanded their coverage dramatically, they've made it very easy to dump the woke carriers and choose America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. You can switch with confidence because they have the same network as large providers, but they charge less. You could keep your phone, get a new one, get multi-line discounts, and even save more. Go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or use their U.S.-based customer service Team, you won't get Indians who can't speak English. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. This month, get free Premier Activation where they set up the phone just for you with a special gift with offer code CR. So it's patriotmobile.com slash CR, offer code CR, or 972-PATRIOT. Now, folks, it's like a lot of people I'm finding, they're they're very offended by what we're, what we're doing. They're like, Daniel... You don't see? We need our own transgender guy with Bruce Jenner. And, of course, they call him Caitlyn. And, yeah, I mean, come on, Daniel. This is this is California. This is the only way we win. We're going to have our cool guy. And, first of all, he's not going to win. But even if he did, th- th- this is what we've been doing that. We've been nominating transgender Republicans, whether they call themselves that or not. But we've been doing that for 30 years. All it does is accept the Overton window. It gives the Democrats everything they asked for until now for free and allows them to start, you know, with the first down from the next yard line and get the next yardage. At least if you say, no, no, we're not going to do this. Maybe you lose that election. Democrats overreach and the public turns back to you and you can reclaim that ground. But once the only party that's regarded as the opposition accepts their premise, you're done. This is how we, how we are on the homosexual agenda. This is where we are on every issue, healthcare. I would pine to go back to the days of 94, 95. Republicans were still trying to fight to really go back to pre-New Deal, pre or at least pre-LBJ then. You look at the healthcare system we had then, as convoluted as it was, much less ex- expensive, the dependency was a fraction of what we had. We didn't even have S-chip yet. Medicaid was, what, rather than 80, 90 billion, 90 million people, it was like 10 million people on it. And that's where we are. Name me one issue that we have moved to the right. One. And not inexorably to the left. The only issue I could think of in my lifetime was crime, which we're going to get to in a minute. And then now we've moved all of that back with 100% interest, where conservatives in Utah are now to the left. I was going to say to the left of Bill Clinton, but that's obvious, to the left of Dukakis on that issue. This is how you lose by winning, so to speak. Oh, we just need a win, Daniel. We just need a win. They're always looking for that cheap, ephemeral, temporary talking point at the expense of durable civilization gains. Daniel, I I don't want to hear about Elise Stefanik's you know, record and that she's a liberal. You know, here we are. We're all we're, we're just ready to get rid of Liz Cheney. We're gonna have a win, and and you're getting in our way. That's what I hear. What win? What are you gonna do with it? And again, I'm not even opposed to it. You want to get rid of her, swap her out. That's fine. Just don't think you're doing anything constructive. I don't think you can go wrong by getting rid of Liz Cheney. 
but just realize this is the problem. The problem is that it's a missed opportunity because the message it sends is that the only thing we care about is that you kiss up to Trump's personality. Instead, it should be, no, we are going to now go through the GOP leaders, including Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, but more importantly, at a state and local level where things really matter and should establish the principle that anyone who is a leader of the Republican Party in a a various position, a committee chairmanship, a floor leader, a state party chair, they have to be an even greater champion of the GOP platform than the rank and file members. So it's unacceptable to believe in the tranny stuff and the homosexual agenda and pro-criminal things and wearing masks and things like that. But no, so the message that is going out to the to to the whores in the Republican Party is simply continue being a jerk, just say nice things about Trump. So they're actually getting smart. See, this is what people don't realize. My piece wasn't even about Cheney and Stefanik. I don't care about that because it doesn't matter. The fact that these guys think it matters is in itself a problem. I was trying to make a broader point more about state and local Republican parties and state legislatures that we should be more offended by leaders dissenting from conservatives on every issue, on the issues that matter, that affect all of us. I mean, again, even if you're a big Trump supporter, he's just one man. Forcing masks and the trendy agenda on us is all of us. And that's what Elise Stefanik stands for. That's what Liz Cheney stands for. That's what all of them stand for. It's emblematic of the fact that we only have a perfidious Republican Party because we have a fake, phony, conservative movement that has been okay with the Republicans cheating on them. It's like, you know, it's like a, a, a wife coming home from work one day and the husband is in bed with another woman and she doesn't say anything. Like, hey, would you like a nice cold beer from the refrigerator? How about it? And it happens again and again and again. And then finally one day... He's with a particular woman doing a particular act. Like, this is unbelievable. You're out of here. While meanwhile, continuing to accept it with other women every subsequent day too. So that that's kind of the point I'm making. Like, the reason why you have Liz Cheney is because you don't have standards. It's the same reason why you're going to continue to get it. Now you just give them an opportunity that as long as you say, honey, I love you and here's a flower you could continue having an affair with someone else. So as long as you, you're like, yeah, I like Mr. Trump, you could continue being a leftist on every issue. That's what, what, what I found um, absurd. It's not a matter of even getting in the way of taking sides in that. As always, I have my own well-thought-out column that I wrote on that, which is different than everyone else's talking point. But this is where we are, folks. This is why I am trying to actually do something different for once. And again, it doesn't mean everyone's like, well, Daniel, so you split the vote, uh, new party? Well, we do need a new party. But until then, I, I have no problem using the Republican Party as ballot access. But use it the way they use us. View yourself as independent. View every Republican as suspect until they prove themselves. Where are they in the primaries? They're not. Now, one of our state chairs for our Liberty Strike Force teams is a husband and wife couple, Andre and Angela Ong. They are running our Missouri Strike Force team. 
this is going to be a really good team. If you're from there, make sure you sign up at conaction.network. Uh, give us your zip code where you are in Missouri, and you'll be put in touch with Andre and Angela. They're already starting their faculty training on grassroots training. Um, Missouri is a fast, red-trending state, and it's time we make Republicans reflect that or get our own people in there. Um, but incidentally, there's something else he has to offer you, and that is libertyestateplans.com. Um, they are both realtors, estate planners, and they will do everything to help you protect your home, your savings, your investments from ridiculous lawsuits, including the government. Liberty Estate Plans makes possible ironclad estate protection for every American. They're affordable, and unlike other estate plans you've heard of, uh, it's a one-time fee, and then you get as much of him as you want. They will place a moat and a castle around your estate to keep it out of reach from probate and you know Medicaid, Medicare collections. It will give you control now and after you pass it away pass away and pass on your estate to your children. Each plan is customized for your unique situation. Um, you'll again, it's a one-time fee. They'll prepare everything for you, walk you through the process. Because um, there's always changes in the law that you have to be up on, so you don't have to be up on it because they're up on it for you. And again, even if you already feel like you have a plan, it doesn't hurt to just call them for free. Schedule your free consultation. Go to libertyestateplans.com. Tell Andre or Angela that Daniel sent you to get 20% off libertyestatesestateplans.com. And and talk talk with him about politics. He's a really smart guy and one of our terrific leaders. So that's where we are with that. Um, but 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 this is what's frustrating. See, I could appreciate if Republicans were with me on you know all these all these conservative talkers and everything uh, combing through every state and trying to start with the governors. And there's tons of red state rhino governors up. Next year, it could literally make the difference between run, one Ron DeSantis versus 10 to 13, 15 of them. That's a different country. And then certainly you go down from there and the county positions, the school boards. We are going to do as much as we can to start auditing those states and getting involved in these primaries. You got to start early. That's, that's where elections matter. Red state primaries, primarily state and local elections. That's where it's at. But there's one thing if they were helping me with that, and then also they get caught into Bruce Jenner, or they're so focused on Liz Cheney versus Elise Stefanik. But no, that's all they do, because they are content with losing. Losers are Republicans. And the conservative movement are nothing but Republicans. No independence whatsoever, and therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. That's what people don't understand. You know, a lot of people are waking up this morning to the Politico hit on Ron DeSantis. It was bizarre because it almost read like it's actually helping him. Like it's endearing him to conservatives. Basically, like there's a whole trail of consultants that are really ticked off with him. And they basically complain that he and his wife run everything and and he and his wife are very insular and don't tap into the GOP machine and go with their gut instincts, a.k.a. their God-fearing conservative ideology, 
which is actually, you know, you would expect like you run for governor because you actually believe in things. But that's not how Republicans work. They run for governor because they want power. They run as Republicans in a state that they feel they could only win if they run as a Republican. But they're really a bunch of leftists. He's different. So he totally shafted the machine and they're really ticked off about that. They want ideological loyalty, which is exactly what we need. It was actually a really good piece, I thought. But it's like all these disgruntled um, consultants. And, you know, a lot of people, it's funny, like, you know, a lot of these guys are getting in on it now. Some of these establishment conservatives. um, And and that's a good thing that Ron is able to unite all these disparate factions. I mean, that, that is a sign of a leader that these guys feel drawn to him, even some of these idiot conservatives. They, they're drawn to his success, but they don't realize like Ron DeSantis was not a foregone conclusion. He was, they, they, they remember the, the general election, which, you know, at the time it was a bad year for Republicans and he was, you know, it was an uphill fight, but they don't remember the primary. I mean, he was running against Adam Putnam, statewide elected official, um, well-known. He had all the money in all the Chamber of Commerce, Sugar Lobby, Roger Stone on his side. Ron had nothing. He was an unknown congressman from the Daytona Beach area. Um, the stars aligned, and he, and he happened to be one of the few examples of where Trump made an impactful endorsement that in, in the right direction. But the reality is, you know, they, they weren't there during the primaries to help push DeSantis. And, and, and what's missing on them is that doesn't happen on its own. You need to be, like, they wait until, until things happen. Oh, that's a good guy. Yeah, but... That's one out of 50. 49 out of 50, we lose. You need to get involved. I'm telling you, one I could tell you right now is Lieutenant Governor Janice McGinn challenging Brad Chicken Little for governorship in Idaho. Where are these people? This is where it's at. It's not easy to do this. And and what that article demonstrates is that the GOP establishment, it's, it's not just, you know, in Washington. It's in all 50 states is rotten to the core. Liz Cheney is and at least Stefanik, for that matter, are not aberrations. They are the rule, not the exception. Unless you dislodge them and run an insurgency campaign, naturally, there's almost nowhere in the country where you just happen to have a principled conservative fighter in the speakership or majority leader in a given place or party chairman. It doesn't happen by accident without a fight. There are a couple places where we've had the fight and... You know, where you have a Kelly Ward as state chair in Arizona or, you know, the New Hampshire House majority leader is is a good guy. Um, you know, couple places you have people in House leadership minority of the time that are good, but almost never in the Senate. And you look at the governorships and you go down the line. It's like there's only one champion that stands out, Ron DeSantis. And then you'll have Christy Nome, who is good on lockdowns, but really not much else in South Dakota. You'll have McMaster in South Carolina, who's like okay-ish. But where else are we? Every single state is awful right now. I mean, Ricketts in Nebraska is like okay for lockdowns, but... You know, and, and I guess he's better than some of the Republicans they've had in the past. But, I mean, the bar is set so low. But, again, all of them are awful. Sununu in New Hampshire. DeWine in Ohio. Justice in West Virginia. Holcomb in, 
Indiana. You know, Reynolds in Iowa also kind of held the line on lockdowns. But real, I mean, she she met with BLM and is into jailbreak and giving felons voting rights. Missouri governor's an empty suit. Arkansas we spoke about many times. Tennessee Bill Lee and Oklahoma um, Kevin Stitt, they've never seen criminals they didn't want to let out. They've let out worse criminals than than um, Willie Horton with Dukakis. Mississippi, Alabama's horrible. That governor there. Obviously, we all remember Brian Kemp in Georgia. Abbott is a two-faced dude in, in Texas. Doug Duncy in Arizona is awful. He's term limited, so you, it's an open seat. North Dakota governor is awful. Wyoming is awful. Idaho is awful. I think Montana, Giaforti, um, Montana governor, he has some promise. He's new, and that, that might be some promise there. He's doing some good things. So you maybe have two, three guys. That's it. There's easily 27 red states. This is the problem. And many of those people are in cycle. They should be gone. If all the Bruce Jenner voices would focus on those races, you could get a non-mentally ill, real conservative in a red state that you'll actually win the general election in anyway and remake entire states. But no. They enjoy losing. They've gotten used to that. They have redefined what winning looks like. They have redefined what conservatism is to the point where the term is meaningless, where I'm increasingly not even using it. Again, not that I've changed, but this is where we are, folks. This is where we are as a people. I mean, you just look at what is going on the last couple days in conservative media. So they're all focused on this Democratic congresswoman said something about birthing people, refused to say mothers, you know, with Mother's Day coming up, um, birthing people. Because, you know, there's no difference between a man and a woman. A man could give birth to. And, you know, everyone's outraged. But they're often the same outlets promoting Bruce Jenner as Caitlyn and promoting him as their standard bearer. That's what conservatism is and has been. And why it's been a failure. Operate in the other side's sandbox. Play in it. Which is three light years off the left cliff hell than we were last generation or even ten minutes ago. Then walk back three steps and claw like, like a cat fight against the Democrats on those three steps. That is our political landscape. Now nowhere is this more evident than on the issue of crime. On the issue of crime. Republicans are to the left of Michael Dukakis now, but you know there's one area where the left will be even more to the left and they'll fight over that. Not even much. They don't really talk about crime. Nowhere is this more evident than in the state of Utah, which again demonstrates that we have these reddest of red states where they're passing all this stuff. You know, people associate the jailbreak, abolish bail, early release, parole violent criminals as something going on in California and New York. But this was catalyzed by Utah in 2015. They had the Justice Reinvestment Act. That, that was viewed as the model legislation, which really set off the dominoes for almost every red state, thanks to Right on Crime and the Koch brothers, to promote all this jailbreak. Okay, this is what they were doing everywhere. Thank God for good local reporters. There still are a few. And there's a terrific, terrific reporter, Wendy Halloran of KUTV, 
that is talking about recent cases of these people who have been paroled to, that have gone on to murder and it never gets traced back to them. And then she's uncovered a broader scandal of the parole board in, um, in Utah. And it's indistinguishable from the parole board in New York and California. And this, it exposes more than ever the lie of jailbreak. Oh, it's just low-level nonviolent criminals. We just want to give second chances. No, it's about reducing the prison population at all costs, keeping everyone out of prison. And since the only ones who ever even went into prison were the ones who deserved it by a mile and then some, those are by definition the ones you're dealing with. Because if they were truly that low level, they were never being punished. Again, the rare case notwithstanding, and most of those are BS. Most of those were cases where the judge knew the guy was doing 50 million other things, responsible for murder, so we just hit him on the full mandatories for the lower level thing because that's what we got him on. And that's why you let those guys out. They do high level crimes because they're high level criminals. These are very important stories. So it started out on Saturday when this guy, 31-year-old Terrence Trent Voss, was arrested for crashing his car on I-80 in in Utah and is accused of shooting his girl and killing her and her body was in the car. It turns out he was a parole fugitive. A parole fugitive. So what's happening in the country now is that it's not just that the policing is weaker. It's that the weakened policing have to deal with a record number of violent criminals that used to be locked up but now are on parole. But don't worry, Daniel. The parole board is monitoring them. They know their whereabouts. No. It turns out the most violent ones are fugitives. And they commit more crimes and there's often bench warrants for them and they can't even find them. And by the way, now in many states, they're working to limit the amount of time that the police can operate off of the original bench warrant to serve it. And it's a brilliant tactic. They're not stupid. They, they create the hole, and then they create the impetus to drive a truck through that hole in the system. So they know that increasingly there's more people out on, jail, uh, on parole that are very violent. So there's not enough manpower to monitor them. Therefore, there's more fugitives. Therefore, it takes longer to find them. Boom! Now we make sure that you legally can no longer do it. In Maryland, they passed such a law limiting it to, to 10 days or something, um, which you'll see in this case, uh, this guy had a bench warrant already for his arrest in February February 3rd, and they, they never caught him. It was only because he crashed the car and murdered someone, um, you know, two and a half months later. Voss, this is KUTV, Channel 2, CBS affiliate. Voss, who has a street name of T-Bone, was arrested Saturday for the I-80 incident and death of his girlfriend, 32-year-old Shandon Nicole Scott. He has a lengthy criminal history that dates back to 2006 when he was 16 years old, 16, and shot a gun from a vehicle on the highway. Isn't that funny? They tend to do the exact same things over and over again. He is a Bloods gang member and has been linked to Black Mafia gangster is an outfit that has terrorized Salt Lake for decades with drive-by shootings and homicides. Voss has arrests and convictions on a number of cases, including a drive-by shooting, prohibited possession of firearm, drugs, obstruction of justice, and aggravated assault. He was taken to the Utah Department of Corrections on a parole violation after he was arrested Saturday. Charges in the case are pending. And they go through, you know, uh, his career, 
his non-traffic arrests and list all of them. And basically, he was arrested for aggravated assault in 2019 after a 2017 arrest. He was let out on parole in 2020. Despite um, drunk driving, that wasn't viewed as a violation of parole. Wasn't locked up. And this year, I mean, he must have done other stuff because there were warrants for his arrest this February. Wasn't locked up. And that is it. He's so bad that in 2015, the Salt Lake City Police Department issued a wanted poster for Voss, who was wanted at that time for several drive-by shootings. But he slipped through the system. Because in most of the time, they actually dropped the charges. Now, do you think it's because he didn't do it? No, he did it. You can't get people to testify because the more they're out, the more they're out. Because the more they're out, the more people won't testify. And the left knows that. That is the story of this guy. Almost every murder is preventable. But there's a broader story behind this. A two news investigation covered the frightening reality when it comes to the number of parolees Utah adult probation parole has failed to properly supervise. Some of whom, whom are now fugitives, putting the public in extreme danger. For the past six, six months on average, adult probation parole lost track of and could not account for 328 parolees statewide each month, documents show. The whereabouts of killers, sex offenders, violent gang members from every street gang, and some of the worst of the worst remain unknown. Our efforts to report on this have been met with resistance from parole officials, including the denial of requested records and the ability to interview parole agents, in fact, DOC arranged interviews with three parole agents back in February, but canceled within less than 24 hours. Current parole agents have risked their jobs to speak out about the problem. They, they privately shared some of this information with them. All paint a troubling picture backed up by DOC's own data, showing a 72% increase in absconders since 2015. 72% increase. Now, what happened in 2015, the Justice Reinvestment Act. This is the bill that every fag conservative in Washington praised as the catalyst for conservative criminal justice reform. They downgraded a bunch of crimes, lowered sentences, um, just you know, put a bunch of people on parole who used to be locked up. They abscond. They abscond. And they talk about they, they have all sorts of different stories that that they found. There was this guy, Joshua Michael Johnson. He's a fugitive for more than two months by the time a pair of Salt Lake County Sheriff deputies approached him. Johnson pulled a gun and shot the deputy, striking both in the head. Um, and basically, he's among many offenders whom Channel 2 News has reported on as part of an ongoing investigation. He had a lengthy criminal history, but managed to elude serious con consequences in the months leading up to his death. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Number one, obviously, the more violent criminals you have on the street, and then at the same time, you don't want to put more money into policing, well, you know, you don't have the resources. But there's something more insidious than that. <clears throat> you see, when you have the phony right and Republicans in Utah starting to adopt the premise of the left on crime, that we have an over-incarceration rather, rather than an under-incarceration problem, that we're too tough rather than too weak on criminals, albeit they say, well, we're just concerned about low-level first-timers, that road to hell is already paved. 
Because the reality is, as I have been screaming for eight years, it's a fake, fallacious, straw man talk, talking point. Because there are no low-level first-timers that in large numbers are being punished and locked up too much. They're all high-level people, and most of those aren't locked up enough. And for every one low-level person you could find that we throw the book at too much, there's 5,000 high-level ones that are involved in shootings galore and and assaults galore and, and wind up each one. This one is dismissed. This one is put down. This one is this. And they avoid consequences. Those are the loopholes that need to be plugged. That is the criminal justice reform we need. But it's by design. You see, their goal is to reduce the prison population. So, you know, we sat and had this argument. We were like, well, what do you mean? The prison population is not driven by that. Okay, go go find me the low-level people. But when they couldn't find the low-level people, inevitably, they let out the high-level people. Because that is what's driving the prison population. So this is not about a smarter sentencing and like, you know, more balancing our thing. Because if you did that, you would really go after some of the BS crimes, which were not, that we overcriminalize. But at the same time, you would balance that against getting much tougher on other criminals. And you would have to recognize and accept the fact that were you to do that, the prison population would swell. And it needs to, at least temporarily, until we would restore our, de- restore our deterrent. And prevent people people from committing more crimes. So the entire culture of the parole board has adopted that philosophy. So it's not just they made a mistake or the guy ran away. There's a lot of that. But they don't enforce parole violations. Why not? Oh, let's just give him another. We don't, we don't want to add to the prison numbers. I don't want my name out there as the guy who let someone get killed or get victimized. One whistleblower told um, KUTV. Frustrated parole agents have risked their jobs to tell two news what's really going on inside APNP. Former agents claim they lost their police powers and were turned into social workers by supervisors who more often than not required them to give the parolee another chance instead of issuing or writing a warrant and sending it to the Board of Pardons and Parole, in effect sending them back to prison. A video presentation used to train APMP agents corroborates what the whistleblowers say. During a 2019 training seminar, presenter Dennis Franklin seems to imply exactly what the agents we spoke to complained about. APMP wants agents to be more like social workers as opposed to law enforcement. Quote, we are in the process of pushing a very deep philosophical shift, right? The case action plans with a focal point of case management. It's hard. It is a hard um, with adult probation parole especially franklin said our probation parole officers not only do we send to the corrections academy we put them through police academy they have full police powers to arrest do whatever needs to be done they wear both hats right and so our focal point for a lot has been arresting people holding them accountable for a lot of years and the last probably half dozen years we tried to make that shift but now we're really focusing in on that shift is that the case action plan is the focal point not the law enforcement powers right there in plain english Many feel the philosophical shift has handcuffed agents. Um, one one, one uh, agent said, I'm absolutely worried about the public safety and law enforcement, especially because law enforcement officers on the street are the ones who come into contact with these guys. You know, it's it just doesn't happen. These guys are unpredictable. And look how easy they can get their hands on a gun. It's not working. And that's what I would tell the public. You should be very concerned. 
There's violent gang members of every street gang, and there's white supremacist gang members out on the street. The guy probably just threw that in because he wants to have street cred. I mean, almost all these are black, but whatever. That's fine. There's violent sex offenders out on the street. There's gang members that the Department of Corrections doesn't even have categorized as gang members out on the street on parole. There's the next cop killer out there. Kudos to KUTV and Wendy Halloran. Wow, great reporting. And the reality is if we had more people like Wendy in every state, we would expose all this stuff. Almost every murder, and and we have 5,000 excess homicides and they're going up and up and up. You could trace them back to jailbreak programs. And they're just as evident in red states with 3 to 1, 4 to 1 GOP majorities in the legislature as they are in blue states. The conservative movement has fully bought into the decivilization pro-criminal agenda. This is what it is. I'm the only one talking about this. It's unbelievable. I can't get off this issue. It's so vitally important. This is what's going on. I just don't know what more to do. Let me know what your ideas. Now, um, one idea, and it would be a no-brainer if we actually had a, had a party that stood for something. I don't know what the greatest jujitsu move is in, in, in that martial art. But whatever it is, politically, it would be this. They're always yelling about gun, gun violence and gun control. Great! So if we catch these dudes with a gun illegally, having had a felony record, and certainly committing crimes with a gun and carjacking people with it, hang them! I would outbid, I would put on the floor of Congress and every legislature a bill to get tougher on gun felons. Felons shown illegally possessing and committing crimes with guns. I'm going to cut drugs out of all this. You know, we always talk about the drug dealers are the ones doing all the other stuff. It's true. But you know what? Increasingly, they're also the ones caught with firearms. They're caught with firearms. Well, if they're so against guns, why wouldn't they want to give the death penalty to guys like this? I'll tell you why. Because it would all apply to their protected class, number one. And number two, it would fill up the the prisons. Because that's all of them. They're not non-violent, low-level. They're doing, they're assaulting people, they're gang members, with guns. You know, there was this little clown in in the state legislature in Maryland after this horrible murder in my area was like, yeah, yeah, we we tried. We tried to clamp down on, um, we couldn't get it passed to, to toughen, you know, punishment for those who sell guns to, to people who can't have them. Like, everyone knows you can't find those people. I mean, I'm all, I'm all for doing that, but that's a straw man. Why not toughen the sentencing on the people you catch at the end point with the guns committing the crime? Oh, whoops, because they're all juvenile blacks. And some adults, too. And whoops, the prison population would swell. We can't do that. They love guns. They're open carry. The left supports open carry in every state, except for someone who wants to defend themselves from the criminals they let out of jail, allowing them to open carry and not get punished for it. You literally have teens here that have, among other things, have carjacked people at gunpoint multiple times, and they catch the guy with the gun, and they don't spend a day pre-trial in jail, post-trial in prison, if they ever get a trial. And a lot of that also is because people don't want to testify. What I would do is I would have U.S. attorneys at a federal level use the federal statutes, whether you agree with them being put in place in the first place, once they're there, 
use them, lock up every gun felon, take them off the streets. And guess what? Then the prosecutors could get them on the other crimes they've committed too because now they're taken off the streets and people aren't scared to testify. Why am I the only one pushing this agenda? Do you know, do you know that um, my friend Nathan Hyatt put, put this out on Twitter? In Philadelphia, Philadelphia police are making an average of nine arrests of gun felons caught with guns illegally per day. That's double the level this time last year. Now, what happens with those guys? A lot of them are juveniles. Nothing happens with them. But even the adults, next to nothing happens with them. This is the single biggest issue. You could jujitsu the gun issue, completely crush them on crime, and actually find the issue that I believe is the fulcrum to locking up the bad guys. And saving public safety, you could remake the electoral map. You know, I'm very down on winning in blue areas. But if there's ever a chance, it's on this issue. Obviously, the ballot stuffing notwithstanding. I mean, theoretically. But this is the type of thing we need to push in every state. Every single state. Um, this is the thing. Utah, this entire term, they've been pushing more jailbreak bills. They still haven't learned their lesson. Um, that that that's that's what it is. They haven't learned their lesson, and 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 even they did pass a bill, I partially repealing their bail reform. But the bigger story is that they passed it to begin with, just like New York last year, and was such a disaster. The law enforcement got on their case. This is what they're doing in red states. The only good news, I mean, amidst the, all the crime, the only thing, and this is the Damon Allen Act pushed by Greg Abbott, the Texas House passed it, but it's it's very uncertain in the Senate. Very uncertain in the Senate. And I'm trying to get a bill number here, and I, I apologize for our Texas listeners if you're not following it, but it's called the Damon, D-A-M-O-N, Allen Act. Um, they passed this 98-46, but the Senate is very weak there. And it, it finally bans pretrial release for those accused of violent crimes. And um, even then, in my view, it's too limited. But it's it's the first thing I've ever seen in a while headed in the right direction. The, the, this this base bill is named after this guy, Damon Allen, a state trooper who was shot and killed on Thanksgiving Day 2017. Um, the suspect had been convicted of assaulting an officer just two years earlier, and then it was arrested for ramming another officer two days later, and he kept being let out. This bill already failed to pass in 2019. So we haven't even been able to get something like this, and mind you, it's it's literally, um, it's murder, human trafficking, aggravated sexual assault, and indecency with a child. That's it. So... It's not even aggravated. So, so if you like beat someone nearly to death, but they don't die, but it wasn't a sexual assault, that's not governed by that. Nor does it take into account like the number of things you had. So in other words, 
I, I don't think it does, but there's a need to have a bill like this. So, for example, you have a lot of people that were arrested for shootings and robberies and beatings and even maybe even murder and maybe even serve time, and they're out now and they're arrested on another aggravated assault. Well, there's an aggravated assault from a first-timer. There's an aggravated assault of a guy with that record and he violated parole before. That guy should not get released. So this is a very, very modest bill. Couldn't get it past Texas in the past. Finally got it past the House. Very uncertain in the Senate. This is one of the things we're going to push very hard with our respective groups here, our Liberty Strike Force teams. But why am I the only one talking about this? Why? You have armed BLM protesters in Portland now blocking intersections in suburban neighborhoods. They beat an older man and stole his gun. Smashed windows of his vehicle. He was transported to the hospital. Police made no arrests. We're going to have to think this long and hard. But we're going to have to have an agenda to lock up the bad guys. A self-defense agenda. But I'm just telling you, if you had a party that wanted to win, you would push mandatories on gun felons. They never, ever get locked up. Multiple times, by the way. They're caught violating their parole on an underlying violent crime by being caught with a gun. So this is where we are, folks. Now, as always, there is a lot of news on the COVID front. I just want to share one point with you guys that, you know, we all forget the other side makes accusations or predictions, and they're proven 180 degrees wrong, and they're never held accountable. Remember when they said Iowa, you know, was a Neanderthal and the Iowa governor was going to get crushed? So you know how everything is seasonal and geographical? Let's look at Iowa, North Dakota, and Minnesota. Contiguous states. Same region. Okay? Cases are down 50% in Iowa, 16% North Dakota. Yet, Minnesota is the second highest case rate in the country. Yeah. Masks. Mass work. Um... Hospitalizations in North Dakota are down 28%. Iowa, they're down 40%. Yep. Well, Daniel, that's because the vaccines. Yeah, except the vaccines are happening in every state. And in fact, Minnesota has a higher per capita vaccine rate than um, North Dakota and Iowa. I mean, you could do this everywhere. But no matter how illogical, immoral, illegal, unscientific, insane, like a man's a woman... The premises of the left are the phony right accepts them. And it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't wear a mask outside after you're vaccinated. Oh, Daniel, you're getting a little bit too extreme. Your expectations are too high. Oh, kids shouldn't be raped on their mouth and nose in school. That, that That's a very right-wing extremist thing. Again, there is nothing I am advocating for today that would have been regarded as anywhere outside the mainstream of any elected Republican in 1995. I am not the one who has moved over. It is this phony conservative movement that spends all their time in social media operating within the sandbox of the left all day long, focusing on their things, their language, their ideas, even as they claim to fight it. But in fact, they're going to their circus and again stepping three steps back and creating a fight over that microscopic ground. Daniel, are you undermining me in that fight? Don't you want to win? You can only have a Republican Party that can go this long 
betraying us on every issue imaginable. If you have paid conservative professionals that are A-OK with it. That's why we need to start a new movement, bottom-up, focus, local, where it matters, when it matters, on the issues that matter. And it's going to be a matter of prioritizing where we want to go and focusing on, again, a synergy of pressure on the current issue, issues exposing the rhinos from school board on, on up. There's a lot of good news. People are confronting them at the school board meetings. This is starting. This is very promising, very encouraging. That's where the revolution is going to be. Not in Republicans taking back the House and Senate, which is not taking it back anyway. The Democrats will still control certainly the Senate and the House really also as well to some degree. It doesn't mean anything. We've tried the same things and failed miserably my entire life. I actually want to win. I actually believe in stuff. It's a lot easier if I just, you know, didn't work this hard and, you know, just uh, tried to play the game here. But that's what we're here for, to be independent, to give you the cutting-edge news and perspective and ideas and forward-looking strategies. This is a show like none other, and I'm so thankful for you guys making this one of the fastest-growing podcasts out there on the right, although there isn't much of a right to speak of. So again, if you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes, support our sponsors, keep disseminating this show to everyone you know. Everyone is starving for the truth, and they know it when they find it. And I am so thankful for you guys for finding you guys. has certainly given me a sense of purpose, people to, to represent and give voice to, that don't have a voice, that are stifled in their private lives and their private jobs. There are more of us than we think. My goal is to get together everyone who listens to the show and then grow it some more. So again, continue signing up for your conaction.network teams, Liberty Strike Force teams. I am going to focus mainly on the red states for now, so I do apologize if you're in a blue state. Um, you can send me your ideas on that, what you want to do with that. But... We are getting together team leaders. Um, we're looking at, again, Missouri and South and North Dakota look pretty good. We do need South Dakota, actually. Um, we could use uh, a little bit of help in South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, we need Florida. We have a great team leader for North Central, but we probably want to make four different teams. It's such a big state. We got over 100 people signed up. So there is a lot to do. My presentation on crime is just one of them. But it starts with recognizing that the Republican Party is worse than the Democrat Party, at least strategically, for us. They are the enemy. The conservative movement is in with them. And we just need to use whatever lever we have to push our agenda, get our people in. If it requires having them run as a Republican, then that's what you do. But there is zero allegiance to that party which certainly has no allegiance to us. We are out of time. It's been another terrific week. As always, we've learned a lot together. We'll be back same time, same place on Monday. Have a terrific week. I hope you guys enjoy your Mother's Day family time together. And remember, there is only one mother. Only a God-created female can be a mother. There is no Bruce Jenner being a mother. And don't ever support any phony conservative who buys into that, that is a line in the sand, because if we don't have that, we have no sand. 
Till then, God bless y'all, and thank you for